0: Hey, it's me. Hello and welcome to the Paul Leslie Hour. I'm honored that you're here. I want to thank everybody who wished me a happy birthday. It was my birthday recently, and when I was asked where I would like to go to eat, I chose Cracker Barrel. I think that tells you everything you need to know about me. If you hear a little wind, I'm recording this outside, as I said on the past couple of episodes. I'm currently in the middle of nowhere this is an interview with Jimmy Fortune. He is an artist that raises the bar when it comes to American music today. As a singer, songwriter, guitarist, and recording artist, his 21 years with the Statler brothers have secured him with the title of Legendary. So one time a few years back, I was eating a great meal at Cracker Barrel. I came across this CD, Jimmy Fortune Sings the Classics. It had his covers of some of the greatest songs in history, Make the World Go Away, Take Me Home Country Roads, Danny's Song, Unchained Melody, Flowers on the Wall, Take It to the Limit, Annie's Song, uh, Yesterday, Bridge Over Troubled Waters, I remember. Anyhow, I asked myself in that moment, I wonder if we could get Jimmy Fortune on this show. Well, fate is kind, my friends. I'm going to be pulling this interview with Jimmy Fortune out for you. This was recorded for the radio. I think it's a good interview. If you want to support the mission of the Paul Leslie Hour, you can do so. Just go to thepaulleslie.com. You're going to see a button that says support the show. Believe me when I tell you, whether it's $2 or $20, whatever it is, it goes to keeping the show going and getting these interviews even more out there. Every bit is appreciated. Anyhow, enjoy the show. Let me know what you think. Ladies and gentlemen, the man we're speaking with is Jimmy Fortune. He's an inductee of the Country Music Hall of Fame and the Gospel Music Hall of Fame. Singer, songwriter, recording artist. It's a great pleasure.
1: Well, it's a pleasure to be talking with you today, and thank you for that great introduction.
0: And uh,
1: I always feel when I hear something like that, I have to pinch myself to see if it's real. But, uh you know, I'm a be- I'm a blessed person, and-, and God's been good to me to allow me to have been in this business all these years and still be out here uh, making a living at-, at what I love to do, you know. So
0: I'm thankful. You know, my wife and I, we love to eat at Cracker Barrel. Just get that out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it, we we were in the Cracker Barrel, and I was looking through their CDs, and I see this album, and it's Jimmy Fortune sings the classics. And I said, mm-hmm. "Okay, I wonder if we could get Jimmy Fortune on the show." <laughs> so here we are.
1: <laughs> yeah, we. we as a matter of fact, that out, that CD's only been out since April, and uh, it's been selling really well at Cracker Barrel, and. Uh, and so it was a lot of fun to do it. And so it's been getting a lot of, of of attention, you know, and, and that's, of course, I mean, that's why we did it, but the fans actually voted on the songs on that record and everything. So the fans were pretty much controlled what went on there. And, uh, when I looked at the, all the songs that are on there, I realized that those songs shaped my life and, and meant so much to me, you know, that, uh, from the first song, uh, Eddie Arnold singing, uh, make the world go away is the first song I heard on radio and, and then um up through my career, uh, before I was with the Staten Brothers, I did a lot of cover music, which I did a lot of, all the way to the Beatles, to the Eagles, to uh, Simon and Garfunkel, uh John Denver, people like that. And some of those songs are on that CD. And so whenever people hear them, the biggest comment I get is, you know, I remember these songs and and these songs were songs I grew up with. And now that I hear your voice on there, you know it brings them makes them all new again, so that's been a been a pretty nice uh project it really has if people have as much fun listening to it as I did doing it, then they're gonna really enjoy it
0: well, what approach do you take when you're interpreting a song that has become a standard that so many people have interpreted? How do you, Jimmy Fortune, say, okay, we're gonna record make the world go away. What do you do? Mm-hmm.
1: Well, what you do is you know when you when you first hear the song anyway, you fall in love with the song, and i I feel like if you don't have a connection with it, you can't there's no way you can sing it and make it come across that it means anything to anybody else and so when I listen, I've done these songs you know a lot of my life you know and whether it's in clubs or uh, along the way or you know whatever I have done performed these songs on stages all over the country and for a lot of years and so I feel like the more you do the song, the more you become connected with it and the more it becomes a part of you. And so a lot of times people, when you go to hear artists, uh, sometimes you, you hear the songs that they sang and they wrote, but I also enjoy it to hear someone put their interpretation on their song. And and sometimes you like it, sometimes you don't. You know, sometimes you just can't mess with, uh you can't mess with perfection. But uh I felt like, I have a different enough voice that when you hear it, you know, it's not the original, but you also know that it's Jimmy fortune. If you know who Jimmy fortune is. And so when I, when I sang it, I, I put my heart and soul into it, just like I do a song I wrote. And hopefully that comes across in, in the way that it was done. And I, so far from the people that have commented on it and all the, the write ups that I've got on it, the people have, you know, connected with it and said, yeah, you know, we, we really like it. And it just kind of brings back the memories again, brings those songs back around. Uh, it just put a little bit of a different voice on it. And I try to make it mine without changing the song because I don't think you should change anything too much when you listen to it. You should know what it is and know that pay, pay homage to the original person
0: that recorded that song. We're joined by recording artist Jimmy Fortune. Some of these songs, well, all of them. Are classics, but for example, Unchained Melody, which you did very well. Mm. There are songs that have been around for, like that song, Mm. getting close to a hundred years. Oh my! So what? What would you say? Whether it's a song that you wrote or a song that is a standard like that, what if you could put it into words? Is it that makes a good song a good song?
1: Well, to me, it's when people listen and and they say that song sounds like my life i've lived it and that to me it's, it's the magic about a, a song that and as being a songwriter it's like my job as a songwriter is to i open myself up spiritually honest is to, to put it any other way i don't know how to put it and i you know i I'm like you know god what do you want me to sing about today what do you want me to write about today and and then I'll maybe listen to somebody tell their story to me about their life and they'll tell me something and something will strike a chord and I'll, so I'll say, oh man, that, that really sounds like a great song. And so I may take that idea and go write a song with it. And to me, it's God's way of communicating with us. And and the song, you know, if it's on the radio or it's on the website or something on YouTube, or whatever it's on these days, if a person hears that song, I feel like, God meant for him to hear it and and it's God's way of communicating and saying, "Hey, through all of us and through the way we work and the gift that he's given us, when a song goes can go out and from your pen and you can write it, your melody, your words, your everything and it can go out on on the radio, or on a computer, or whatever and go around the world and come back to you and somebody's sitting there on it singing it to you." That is one of the most powerful things and that you can ever experience in your life. And so if the song is not any good, it's only going to go, you know, to a, to a certain point. And it's going to stop, but a real good song will strike the heart of a person that needs to hear it and that wants to hear it. And that's the magic of a great song. And usually those great ones. Like those classics stand the test of time, which is why I recorded them, because they have stood the test of time and the test of human
0: consumption, so to speak. (laughs) What an incredible answer. Great. One of the songs on this (laughs) album, Flowers on the Wall, was made famous by the Statler Brothers. What was the biggest thing you learned from your experience with the Statler Brothers?
1: The biggest thing I learned from the Statler brothers is the fact that you listen to your fans and listen to your fan base. And that's why I stay in touch with my fans and I sign autographs after every show. And I, and I, matter of fact, when I, when I put the word out about this CD, I I asked the fans, what songs would you want to hear Jimmy Fortune sing, And that's when they, you know, send in their requests and you don't want to go off and leave your fans. And you never want to keep them in the dark about anything. And so I I do listen to the fans, and I don't want to do anything that's going to ever isolate them. A lot of the Statler Brother fans have come along with me, and they know that I couldn't stay in one place. You have to keep changing. You have to kind of update yourself and, and try to keep moving to bring in new fans as well as try to hold on to the fans that have been there with you all these years. But they have understood that, and they, and I'm sure, that just like me, a lot of the fans miss the Staple Brothers. I do too. But they retired 15 years ago, and and what we had has been recorded, and it's out there on the albums and CDs and tapes and everything. And that's the only way we have the Stout Brothers anymore. Otherwise, you can't hear them at all. And I get asked a lot: of do you think they'll ever come back and do another show at any point? I said. Did, after 15 years, if they haven't done it now, by now, chances are pretty good that they're not going to do it. But they always told me, I keep in touch with them quite often. They said, if we ever do, you'll be the first ones to know. <laughs> <laughs> so so I, I, I'm still waiting on that moment, but it, it hasn't happened yet. So, but I learned that uh, you stay true to yourself, try to be yourself and nobody else, and stay true to those fans. And that has been the biggest lesson that I learned from them and stay positive and to keep my music about my music is about life. It's about God. It's about my family. It's about my country. It's to me, it's, it's America. It's what America was built on. And, you know, the love of God and our faith and our God and our country and, and love for our families. And, uh, and I try to keep that living in my music and, and the stories that I tell in my concerts, the stories about my life, the stories about before the Staple Brothers and, and stories about with the Statler brothers and after now. So, and it's a continuation part of the magic of coming from the Stout brothers is something when they stopped, the music didn't stop. It didn't stop with them because I continued on by continuing to write new music and continue to pay tribute to my brothers and song and continuing to try to do what I do. And I knew that I could never top what the Stout brothers did. So I never put together another quartet. And, uh, and I did that purposely because to me, when the Statter Brothers ended, if I wasn't singing with them, I surely wouldn't. It was gonna be hard for me to find three other guys that I felt that way about at this point in my life enough to to take on the road and and us to to try to even do anything that compares to what they did. Because let's face it, you, you just can't recreate something. You just can't once once the real deal's done, it's done. Hmm.
0: Something you said just a moment ago about your music. You said that you try to keep it positive. Mm -hmm. i got to tell you, today I've been fighting with my website developer. I haven't been able to get into and edit the website for three weeks. And it was really, really frustrating to me. So what do you, Jimmy Fortune, do to keep things positive?
1: First thing I do is get up in the morning and put a smile on my face, <laughs> and thank God for the fact that I'm breathing and that I'm able to do what I love to do. And that right off, right there, starts it the right way. That's not to say that a lot of things aren't going to go haywire, and when it does, I just have to stop, and take a deep breath, and go off and say, "Hey, the world's going to keep turning whether I'm mad or upset or not. The world's going to keep turning and keep going, and I'm either going to come out of this in a positive w- way or." Or I'm not going to come out of it, it at all.
0: <laughs> yeah. And so,
1: and so and then also I have a wife that handles all that stuff and she takes care of every bit of that. So I don't have to fool with it. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so that helps a lot. I I kind of get to to create songs and write songs and sing my songs. And she takes care of the business end of it. And I can go in there sometimes. She's on that computer. And she's up there I slamming that uh, mouse down on the table on what <laughs> and I say I just turn around and walk out.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I know it has to be frustrating. I'm I'm not very uh I'm not very technologically uh savvy. Uh I'm an old school kind of a analog guy. When there was analog age, I, I understood it and I I could deal with it, but uh with this new technology and everything, it has really got me a little bit. I don't understand how it works. It, it's, to me, it's impossible. So I kind of hand it to my grandchildren and my phone to my grandchildren and say, tell me how to do this. <laughs> and then, you know, my, my four-year-old grandchild will hand it back to me and say, here, pop, it's done. So,
0: you know. <laughs> you make your home so, in uh, Nashville. Yeah, I've been here for 13 years now. Mm-hmm. What is it like living in Music City?
1: Well, it's, uh, if you're in the music business, to me, it's where you need to be because some of the best writers, the best singers, the best musicians in the whole wide world are in this town. And it's like a funnel. I mean, they're coming here by the droves, young, old, you name it, they're coming here. And a lot of these young kids that are coming to town uh, has so much talent and they're so good, it just absolutely blows my mind. And not only that, but some of the older ones that've been here for a long time, some of them are are just multi multi talented. And I heard a guy last night. I was at eating you know, a restaurant down over here on the lake, and um, there was a guy standing on stage, has had a guitar, and and he was um, had his shorts on and had some tennis shoes on and an old shirt. And I'm sitting there, listening, and all of a sudden he starts singing. And it's as good or better than anything I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> and I'm going, what in the world? I mean, and literally somebody that is a is a is a no name that nobody knows. And and he, and I talked to him, and I'm like, what? How? Where would you come from? And you know, he comes from. He said, Oh, I've been around here all my life. I just love music. I just listen to it and I play it. And I mean, it was it was unbelievable. And I go, you know, how do people like that slip through the cracks and, you know, you don't ever hear about them? And then uh, I see, you know, somebody like myself that, I mean, I don't, to me, I didn't, I don't have near the talent he's got. And here I am, you know, in a hall of fame, uh, country music and gospel hall of fame. And and people know who I am and I'm going, how did, how did that happen? I'm really, it's kind of a strange thing, but, but there's so much talent out there. and. I try to tell people about them and, and give them encouragement and everything and just let them know how good. Matter of fact, I take some of these people I hear on the road with me. And I'll, I'll take them out and, uh, and I'll actually showcase them in my shows. If some of these new artists that are coming into town and, and try to push them and try to mentor them. And, and hopefully one of these days that they will remember that, that I did try to help them and, and a lot of these guys and, and gals that I take on the road with me. They turn up. You never know where you're gonna see them. Like the last girl who was with me for five years, Sydney Perry. She's out on the road with Carrie Underwood now. Another guy that I have out with me quite a bit. He's out with with uh, Alan Jackson. Another another guy that I've had is out with Craig Morgan, and and then another guy that used to play bass for me. He's out with with Garth Brooks now. And you never know where you're gonna see them and where you're gonna send them off to. And and so hopefully I'll have some positive influence on. These young kids that are coming into town and God has put so many of them in my life. And, and I think it's for a reason. And, and so I try to be a positive influence to them and help them,
0: you know, if I can. On your Facebook page, there's a picture of you with the singer T. Graham, T. Graham Brown. And mm-hmm. he's a friend of ours and he did that album not too long ago. And you were a guest vocalist on there. Tell us about Mr. Brown. How would you define T. Graham Brown? T.
1: Graham Brown is, uh, to me, is one of the best, absolutely best voices, and he is blue-eyed soul country, and what I call him, I call him blue-eyed soul country singer that that can get up there, and his voice will absolutely re- reach to the depths of your soul when you hear it, because he's lived. In his life he's been all the way down so far that you couldn't go any further down and through his faith and in, in the good lord above turned his life around god helped him out of where he was at and now he's back out singing and he's as good as ever as he ever was and trying to do positive things and have a positive message in what he does and when i hear him saying like i said my I mean, my heart is full, and I and I go, man, That's, that's it can only be God-given, a voice like that. And I just love him. I love him as a person, and he's like a brother to me. And I've seen his life really, really go through some ups and downs. But right now, I can tell you he's on the way up and up and up because him and his wife, Sheila, just, they're dear, dear friends of mine in the first place. But uh, the fact that I get to go out and do shows with him, and every now and then he asks me to come up and sing with him and sing on a on a song with him every once in a while. And like I said, he's one of my favorites in it and always has been. And the fact that I know him. And if you ever get a chance to go hear T. Graham Brown, go hear him because he's, he is one of the best out there.
0: What is something that you used to care about that you no longer care about.
1: Wow, I've never been asked that question right there. <laughs> well, I can't put anybody in that because I care about everybody. Even I've had a few ex-wives, I still care about them too. So I'm, I'm <laughs> <laughs> so so. Like I said, you, I'm trying to think of any one thing that I don't care about anymore. Maybe oh, maybe maybe it's golf. At one time, I wanted to play golf, but then I started trying to play golf and I realize how bad I was, and I couldn't get any better, and I'm the worst golfer in the world, so I just put it down, and I, I pretty much don't care about it anymore. <laughs> but I do like to go out and fellowship a little bit with my buddies sometimes when we're playing, and they get a good laugh out of me because they see. I tell them I'm the worst golfer in the world, and they kind of laugh about it, but then when they go out and play with me, about halfway through, they go, buddy, we see what you mean. You are the worst golfer in the world, so, you know. Uh, I lost 23 balls in a, in a game one time. And, um <laughs> and it was not, it was not pretty and wasn't fun. I actually lost my, all of mine and all of my uh, buddy was playing with me. I lost all his too. So we finally <laughs> had to quit playing.
0: <laughs> well, believe me, I can relate.
1: <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, there's not many things that
0: I, that I don't care
1: about anymore. And, you know, in life, I, everything's got its place. And, I mean God's created it and everything I, I i don't I don't care about never have cared about negativity. I always like things to be positive and and upbeat now i have I've worried about negativity, but as far as caring about it anymore I don't
0: What is the best thing about being jimmy fortune
1: the the best thing about being Jimmy Fortune is to me is. I always think about God's giving me so much talent as far as being a singer and a songwriter. He's given me the talent. I'm thankful for that. But the biggest talent that I have to me and the biggest gift that is in my life is my love, real genuine love for people. Because I can honestly say that when I'm singing to people or not just meeting somebody on the street, when I put my hand out to shake their hand or put my arm around them say you know how you doing and how have you been i really honestly honest to god mean it and i i worry about people i worry you know are they okay are they i mean it could be a stranger i mean i look at them and just see i can see love in them sometimes i can see not so much love in them and i can i can try to try to reach out to that i can see hurt sometimes and then i can see happiness and and, and when I reach out to a person to to get to know a person, I only see the good. I don't see the bad, and I tend to do that. And I guess that could be – it's been a hindrance in some ways in my life, but to the most part of my life, I think I see it as a positive because it, I can I can look at everybody in genuine love and say, okay, I'm going to love you where you are. And I think that's the way God wants us to love people. He wants us to love people the way He does. He loves us where we are, even in spite of our faults and our, our our heart, the things that we have in our lives that aren't right. He loves us. So, the best thing that I have in my life is that ability to look at someone and say, you know, I I may see see your see your faults, but in, but it doesn't mean anything to me. What means something to me is the fact that I do care about that person. That is right in front of me at that moment.
0: Well, Mr. Fortune, I'm very thankful for you spending time with us. It's been a great pleasure. I'm
1: honored to get to do it because if it wasn't for people like you, I wouldn't have any reason to do this. I'm really honored that
0: I got to talk to you today. Thank you for allowing me to do it. Oh, it's a pleasure. Any parting words for our listeners? Well, just, uh, come
1: to see me sometime and look on my website, jimmyfortune.com. You can see my schedule. You can also see where you can pick up anything that you might need of Jimmy Fortune's out there on my website or in Cracker Barrel or in Walmart's Target's anywhere that sells my music. Uh, they, they have it. If you have any trouble getting it, let us know and, and just, uh, come see me sometime and come shake my hand and let me hug your neck and say thank you for supporting me and for supporting the Staten Brothers all these years, because every time I look out in that audience and I see people out there singing back to me or looking back with a big smile on their face, I'm very thankful. And I still can't believe somebody paid good money to come out there and see me. So thank you for that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, brother. God bless.
1: God bless you too, Paul. If you need anything, let me know, okay? All right. I appreciate it. Thank you, Paul. You do.